Please rise for the reading of today's New Testament lesson from the book of Mark, chapter 7, verses 24 to 30. From there he set out and went away to the region of Tyre. He entered a house and did not want anyone to know he was there. Yet he could not escape notice. But a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit immediately heard about him, and she came and bowed down at his feet. Now the woman was a Gentile of Seraphonician origin. She begged him to cast the demon out of her daughter. He said to her, let the children be fed first, for it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. Oh, but she answered him, sir, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Then he said to her, for saying that, you may go. The demon has left your daughter. So she went home, found the child lying on the bed, and the demon gone. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you for reading our wonderful scripture tonight. Good evening, let the church say amen. I feel so blessed to be here tonight worshiping with you. But before I begin this sermon and this text, will you pray with me? Gracious God, Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you for allowing me to stand here tonight to proclaim the gospel, to preach and teach your word. Lord, I invite your Holy Spirit to just take over me, remove me, and allow your Holy Spirit to preach this sermon, to teach this text. Speak, Lord, speak, Lord. We, your children, are listening. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, friends, we're on week five of our powerful sermon series. And in the previous weeks, we have discovered all this wonderful power of Jesus, examples of Jesus raising the dead, and Jesus calming the storms, and Jesus healing the sick. And now we're at week five. So I pray tonight with the help of the Holy Spirit that the Holy Spirit will allow me in this week to talk about the power of Jesus. Amen. I was blessed to serve as Associate Director of Community Care Fellowship, also known as CCF and also known as Ken and Carol's on the Street for almost 10 years. CCF was a full-time daytime homeless shelter. CCF was a place where you were seen and you were loved. I loved working there. Well, friends, I wanna share a story with you that's going to pertain to this sermon tonight. It was one of those days, as you can see, there was never boring days at Community Care Fellowship. Either you were breaking up a fight, 
you were changing a baby, you were helping somebody, it was never boring, it was always something. Well, this particular day was a hard day. It was a day where it seems like everybody was acting up and acting out. And to be honest, I was exhausted. It was right during closing time. I am ready to go home. It's a Friday and I'm ready to go. I was ahead of the game. My sermon was prepared for Sunday and my children were scheduled to be with their dad. Ooh. So mama was gonna have some me time. Oh y'all, I watched the clock. I had 10 minutes left and I couldn't wait to say, see everybody on Sunday. And then there's somebody knocking, just knocking on the glass, knocking on the doors, beating and beating. I got to see the pastor. I need to see the pastor. Now I'm gonna be honest with y'all, cause I'm human. Pastor said, darn, I thought I was getting ready to leave. Well, maybe I can hurry up so I can still leave on time. But you see this person that was beating on the door, they were beat up, they were broken, they were bleeding, their clothes were torn off of them, they were in a mess. I said, I'm the pastor, come on in. Everybody else was like, all right, pastor, we see you later on. Everybody else went home, I said, sure. So I stayed there. And this person began to share with me what they had been through. It was painful. They were crying. So here we are together, sitting in my office. We prayed together. We cried together. We laughed together. And we waited together for a mobile crisis to come and take them to a safe place to receive help. Remember this story, my friend. In our text today, Jesus needs some downtime. Jesus has been traveling, praying, performing miracles, preaching, teaching parables. Jesus has been going back and forth with the Pharisees and the religious leaders about what's clean, what's unclean, what you can do on the Sabbath, what you can't do on the Sabbath. So he's going back and forth. Jesus is tired, time out. Jesus needed to get away. Have you ever just needed some downtime? Time away where no one knows your name. Now, you know as a pastor, and I'm sure Casey can agree with me, we don't need time away. I mean, you know, pastors, we're just like the Energizer Bunny. We go on, keep going and going and going. Or maybe as a parent, oh, we would love time away. You know, just shut the door, let the children run all through the house. Just 10 minutes. Yeah, right. But Jesus needed time out and we need time out. <laughs> now you see, Jesus was tired. So Jesus decides, come on disciples, we getting ready to go on a trip. We going walking. We going to take a trip and we going to walk. And you know, the disciples are with Jesus and they following Jesus. And wouldn't you know it, here's Jesus crossing boundaries. See, Jesus is a Jew. 
Jesus is known to be clean. And Jesus, as a Jew, cannot travel anywhere that's unclean. But wouldn't you have it, our Jesus, our Jesus decides that he's going to the region of Tyre. See, Tyre is an unclean place. You know those unclean places where they say the heathens and the hoodlums and the crazy folks and all those people reside. But Jesus decides, let's take a trip to the wrong side of the tracks. I believe Jesus knew exactly what he was doing because he understood that God sent me for the whole world. And if the whole world is gonna know what I've got to say, then I've got to get out there. So Jesus, he left, he crossed the boundary. He went into the Gentile nation where the unclean folks are, where the crazy folks are, the people that were worshiping pagan gods, those people that didn't have home training, you know, the people that are ignorant, they're not as elite as we are. And here is Jesus saying, come on. Now scripture tells us that Jesus entered a house ready to relax. <laughs> well, good news travels fast. Unfortunately, the word was out that Jesus was in town. And what's odd here is that Jesus wasn't in Israel territory, but in Gentile territory. The word got out to a woman that was an outsider. And this woman, she lived in a region where they were unclean and they were worshiping the God of Baal. But somehow, this woman heard the word was in town. Somehow, this woman knew about Jesus. So what I've done on here is I put up a comparison. We're in Mark, but I wanted to touch on Matthew 15 and 22 where it says, just then a Canaanite woman from, the, from that region came out and started shouting, Lord have mercy on me, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. Now I want you to understand church, this woman is an outsider. She's not like the disciples. She's not a Jew. She's a Gentile, but yet she heard about Jesus. The scripture tells us that she falls at Jesus' feet, an outsider, yet she knows how to approach Jesus, an outsider that hasn't been taught in the synagogue. But she knows how to give reverence to Jesus by kneeling at his feet, an outsider, and she addresses Jesus as Lord, son of David. An outsider, she's affirming that Jesus is the Jewish Messiah that I heard about. An outsider, she goes in and she makes her request known to Jesus. She said, and I'm speaking on her behalf right now because if it was me, this is what I would have said. I know if I can just get to him, if I can kneel before him, 
and I can have a little talk with Jesus and I can tell Jesus what's going on with me. I heard about him. I've heard how he made the lame walk, the blind see, he calmed the storm. I heard that he resurrected the dead. Surely, if I can get to him and tell him about my baby, that he can heal her. Church, this woman had courageous faith. She took a risk. She went against culture, race, and gender barriers to make her request known to Jesus. She believed Jesus could heal her daughter. She knew that just one word, one word from Jesus could make all the difference. Professor Elizabeth Johnson gives a great illustration of breaking barriers when she says, the woman who approaches Jesus breaks every traditional barrier that should <laughs> prevent her from doing so. She is a Gentile of Syrophoenician origin. In other words, she is implicitly impure, one who lives outside the land of Israel and outside the law of Moses, a descendant of the ancient enemies of Israel. Also, this woman is alone. She is not accompanied by a husband or a man, and she's approaching a clean Jewish man. And moreover, she's asking this clean Jewish man to heal her daughter who is possessed with an unclean spirit. Here we see barriers of race, culture, and gender. Yet this woman is determined that she's gonna talk to Jesus. And Jesus breaks down barriers too, because as a Jewish rabbi, a clean man, he has no business talking to this unclean woman, this Gentile woman. This woman has just pushed her way in and kneeling at my feet and sitting here in the company of us Jewish clean men. But Jesus breaks the barrier right here, church, and I want you to see the power of Jesus in action. What Jesus does, he has a conversation with this woman. He allows her to speak. She says, Jesus, I know you can clean and heal my daughter. And Jesus responds, he said to her, let the children be fed first, for it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. Church, this verse was hard to digest. When I first read it, I struggled. I said, my Jesus would not talk like that. 
I said, Father God, I need you to shed some light on this. So you know I had to go in my room. I had to do some more praying, <laughs> some researching, and some more studying because my soul wasn't settled. The best exclamation I found was in a commentary in the Life Application Study Bible, which reads, on the surface, Jesus' words may seem harsh and unsympathetic, but the woman recognized them as a wide open door to God's throne. You see, Jesus didn't use the term dog in a negative way like a scavenger, like, you know, that's what the Jews considered the Gentiles. They called them dogs because they were unclean and impure. Instead, he used it as a term for a household pet. <laughs> Those who have pets, you love your babies. You take care of your babies. You make sure that your pet is a part of the family. You make sure they have everything they need to be healthy, whole, to feel loved, to feel wanted, to feel safe, and feel included. Amen. I love the woman's response. <laughs> She wasn't discouraged. She didn't get an attitude. She didn't lose control. Instead, she took the cue and added to Jesus' analogy of pets under a family's table. Listen to verse 28. But she answered him, Sir, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. She knew what she wanted, and she believed Jesus could provide. Her faith and her determination were the driving force not to turn back now. Once again, an outsider, yet she understands what Paul writes in Romans 1 and 16, and it says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God for salvation to everyone who has faith to the Jew first and also the Greek. She understood that the first belonged to the children of Israel, that Israel was the witness of the gospel to the world. She knew that the food of the master's table also included her, which meant that there were seconds and there was leftovers on the way. And she was in line to receive what was hers. Thank God for leftovers. I love leftovers. As my grandmother would say, it has been proven that a meal tastes better the second day. <laughs> she would say the ingredients have had time to settle and marinate, and today it would taste better than yesterday. Church, Jesus did not say she was excluded. Jesus did not say, because you're a Gentile and an outsider, 
You don't deserve to be here. No, Jesus spoke to her in a language that she understood. Jesus has the power to meet you where you are and speak to you where you are, speak to an outsider in a way that they are accustomed to hearing and understanding. You see, only a person with faith would understand what Jesus was saying to her and pick up this invitation of inclusion. Jesus wants to meet our needs. Jesus desires for us to fall at his feet and talk to him. Jesus is ready to heal you. Jesus is ready to deliver you. Jesus is ready to wipe away your tears. Jesus is ready to calm the storms in your life. Look what happens next in the story. Scripture tells us that Jesus spoke and it was so. Ooh. Jesus did not have to touch her. Jesus spoke it and she was healed. The miracle here shows that the power of Jesus, that Jesus has power over demons and is so great that he does not need to be physically present in order to defeat it. His power transcends any distance. When you call on the name of Jesus in any situation, Jesus has the power to heal, deliver, save, protect, provide, cleanse whatever demon or demons you have in your life. You have to be like the woman in the text. Your faith and your determination, if I could only Talk to Jesus. If I could only call on his name. If I could only come to his feet and have a talk with him. I know that he could heal me. You do not need to allow people, places, titles, racial injustice, gender, sexual orientation, economic injustice, or whatever isms keep you from seeking Jesus, sharing Jesus, and allowing Jesus to use you. Church, that same power in this scripture is the same power that is present and active today. That same power is still raising the dead. Look at us. We was dead. And thanks to Jesus, we are alive. It's still healing the sick, calming the storms, breaking down barriers, including all people, saving all people, for all people, tearing down systems and structures that keep people oppressed setting the captive free. And I can go on and on about the power of Jesus. Where do you need to experience the power of Jesus? What demons are you wrestling with? Where do you need to share the power of Jesus? Is it on the wrong side of the tracks? Do you need to come out of your comfort zone and place your feet in territory that you don't know about? Do you need to allow the 
power of Jesus to help you to take care of the least, the last, the outsider, the broken, the hurt, the hopeless, the world. My friend came back to see me a little before I left CCF. I was busy in my office. They stuck their head in. Hi, Pastor. Hello. And I'm, because I'm a busy beaver, y'all. I'm just busy all the time. Pastor, may I? Sure, come on in. Pastor, you may not remember me. Baby, help me to remember you. So they go on to share about that day that they beat on the glass and didn't nobody want to talk to them and I invited them into my office and we cried and prayed and they went and got help. And they said to me, Pastor, that day I gave up. I gave up on myself. I hated myself. But pastor, I remember people always talking about you need the church, you need Jesus. So I said, okay. On my way walking to your office that day, I said, hey Jesus, if you're real, then I guess you will take care of me. And he said, pastor, that day I witnessed the power of Jesus. That day, I saw the power of Jesus in action. I left, I trusted these people and they took care of me. And now I'm clean, I'm safe, I'm healed, I'm whole and I believe. I knew Jesus loved me and I love him too. Church, much like the guest who showed up at the closing time at CCF, the world needs to experience the power of Jesus Christ. I pray as you leave here tonight and as you go on about your business at home, that you will ask the question, Jesus, how can I experience your power and how can I share your power to a world that's hurting? In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, let the church say amen.